I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Three one one eight. Okay, hold the line, man. Hi, and welcome to the Hall of Fun podcast. Today, we're going to talk to Cindy Gallup, a Renaissance woman, marketing genius, and entrepreneur. Hi, Sweden calling. Fantastic. Um, I'm Cindy Gallup. I'm the founder and CEO of If We Ran the World and Make Love Not Porn, and I'm in Bali. Are you on vacation? Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm here to speak at a conference. You always seem so self-confident. So where did you get that from? Did you have it even as a young girl? No, um, uh, no, I certainly didn't. Um, when I was younger, I was as insecure as every young girl is. And my confidence is simply um, a product of experience over time. I'm 53. And by this age, you have a much better sense of who you are and what you're all about, and you feel much more relaxed about everything. That's hopeful, I guess. I'm going to read some of your quotes. Sure, of course. So, let's start. My mission is to socialize sex and make it as easy to share online as any other activity. What do you mean by that? So, um, that um, is me talking about my venture, Make Love Not Porn. Um, And Make Love Not Porn is a complete accident Um, I never set out to do anything that I'm doing with Make Love Not Porn currently. Um, Where it comes from is that I date younger men who tend to be men in their 20s. And through dating younger men, I came across an issue that would never have crossed my mind if I had not encountered it very personally and intimately, which is what happens when you combine today's total freedom of access to hardcore porn online with our society's equally total reluctance to talk openly and honestly about sex. The combination of those two things results in porn becoming, by default, the sex education of today in not a good way. So I found that I was encountering a number of, if you like, sexual behavioral memes. Mm -hmm. I went, whoa, I know where that behavior is coming from. And if I'm encountering this, other people will be as well. And I want to do something about it. So four years ago, um, I put up a website called makelovenotporn.com, which posts the myths of hardcore porn and balances them with the reality. 
also the construct of porn world, real world. This is what happens in the porn world, and this is what really happens in the real world. So my entire message of Make Love Not Porn boils down to one thing, which is purely and simply talk about it. Talk about sex. And why is this important for you? Um, as I say, um, this is not something I ever set out to do. The reason I'm doing it is because it's incredibly important to the rest of the world. You know, I put up this very small, clunky, um, basic website, and I just left it there. I did no promoting of it at all. And on zero promotion from me, makelovenotporn.com got a huge amount of traffic from every country in the world, so it went global with me doing nothing about it. But the most extraordinary thing was that every single day for the past four years, right up to the present day, I get emails to my Make Love Not Porn inbox about it. And it was the cumulative impact of these emails day after day after day, the rest of the world reaching out to me, responding to this tiny, clunky, basic website. It was those emails that motivated me to, to create MakeLoveNotPorn.tv. So this was never something I set out to do. I feel strongly about it because the rest of the world felt strongly about it. And the rest of the world responded, and that is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Can you also tell us a little about your project, We Run the World? I created If We Run the World as marketing software. And what it does is it brings human good intentions and corporate good intentions together and turns them into collective action. If We Run the World is my attempt to redesign the future of business. I believe the future of business is about doing good and making money simultaneously, and not in the old world order way that most companies do it currently, where they go, we make money here, and then we do good by writing checks for causes to clear our conscience over here, but about the new world order way of we make money because we do good. We find a way to integrate social responsibility into the way we do business on a day-to-day -day basis that makes it a key driver of future growth and profitability. I believe the business model of the future is shared values plus shared action equals shared profit, financial profit and social profit. And so if we run the world as a platform that enables brands to connect with people on the basis of values they both share, to authenticate those values by turning them into action, and together to therefore act to create an impact in the real world that benefits consumers, benefits society, and benefits the brand and its business. And so um, that's what If We Ran The World is designed to do. Can you give an example of, of, of what this can be? I mean, how to do good and, and make money at the same time? Sure. So um, our first brand founder member was Levi. And, you know, when we met with them, um, Levi's had launched um, a very nice um, new advertising campaign with the tagline, Go Forth, that was an invitation to the youth of America to build the future of America. And it had lots of beautiful, you know, black and white photographs of gorgeous young men and women wearing Levi's in prairies, cornfields. But it was still, at the end of the day, just an advertising campaign. And so we said to Levi's, this is how you would activate Go Forth into an action program that would roll up brand, product, social responsibility, and business 
in a way designed to do a lot of good and sell a lot of Levi's. Um, Levi's core target audience is Generation Y, millennials, 18 to 30-year-olds, which is our, our core target audience if around the world as well. And, you know, I had observed that within Gen Y, there was, um, post the global financial meltdown, there was a real backlash against Wall Street, mm. financial trickery, everything that got us into the mess we're in. And a corresponding interest, therefore, in the concept of an honest day's labor for an honest day's pay. Manual labor, blue-collar work, getting your hands dirty, back to the land. And so um, we recommended to Levi's that they develop community-based action programs designed to you know, regenerate urban areas afflicted with urban blight. Um, we gave the example of Detroit or natural disaster, like New Orleans post-hurricane Katrina, what you would do is create action platforms of micro-actions that are about coming and getting your hands dirty. You know, you could build low-income housing. Um, but you didn't have to do that, you know, um, on the ground. You could also donate things from further afield. But, you know, what do you wear when you do that work? You wear the original jeans that were created for exactly that purpose back in the 1800s for miners to get their hands dirty doing manual labor. And so you would activate Levi's emotional brand values into an emotional rationale for the consumers as to why you should want to buy and wear the product while you know, working together to make things better for the community. Is that what you mean by saying not only make good advertising, but make advertising good? Um, absolutely. Um, uh, we have to... We have to make people believe that advertising and marketing can be a force for good if advertising and marketing wants to have a future. And so um, it's absolutely about a new form of marketing that is focused around action. Um, most brands, even the most future-forward ones currently, are only operating at the level that is co-creation. They invite consumers to create content and to share it. I believe the future is co-action. Brands and consumers micro-acting together to create impact in the real world that, as I said, can then benefit consumers, benefit society, and benefit the brand. If women consumers had a bigger influence, uh, how, how do you think that would change advertising? Well, you, you are talking about one of my um, personal frustrations because currently everywhere in the world Women are the majority of purchasers in every product sector. Women are the majority of influencers of purchase in every product sector, including, by the way, traditionally male um, product sectors like automotives or electronics. Mm. Um, today, women are the majority of users of social media. Women are the majority of gamers, if you factor in social gaming. They are the majority of people who express themselves to digital personas online. And yet the majority of people um, creating the communications and advertising that target women are men. In the U.S., where I'm based, 97% of all advertising agency creative directors are male. Only 3% are female. The majority of people deciding the gold standard of whether that advertising to women is creative and effective are men, as anyone who's ever played Hunt the Woman in an advertising awards jury photo knows. 
And the majority of people running the businesses that decide the future of the advertising industry are men. And so that has to change. The new creativity is female-informed. And so I am constantly um, talking to my industry about the fact that we need a gender-equal advertising industry to create gender-equal communications that really... Um, drive the future and the markets for everyone. I, I mean, are you optimistic? Do you see some changes? Um, I see a greater awareness already. And so, yes, I am optimistic. You have listened to Hall of Fame podcast interview by Anna Åkerlund, sound by Christer Oreteg and music by Anja Biggerell. Hall of Fame is a non-profit organization highlighting the work of women within design. If you liked what you heard here, please go to our website, holofam.com, to discover some more. There, you can also donate some money to keep up the good work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.